Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Gabby's got her head bopping this morning. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Happy Tuesday, February 8th. It's going to be a balmy six degrees out today here in Edmonton. Wow. <laughs> How is that for being on it? Huh? I, How do you like them apples? I think you should start waking up earlier like you did today. <laughs> How's everybody else doing today? Talk to us, people. Yes. Broadcasting Please. live on the Podbean app. Every morning. Well, I always say every morning, but it's Monday through Friday. So every morning, excluding the weekend. And holidays. And I try and work on holidays. You try to work every day. You'd do weekends if I didn't set boundaries. I would. I sleep in on weekends. I think there's a record number of good mornings coming in this good morning. <laughs> it must truly be one. Like for reals. I'm going to count these. One, two, three, four, five, six. Gab, I know we don't have a topic seven, today, but you don't eight, have to nine, count. Ten, you don't have to count comments. 11, 12. <laughs> We've already had 12 good mornings. <laughs> and there's only 15 people in here so far. So okay, stay tuned. You so we got a three good people. show today. Did we do something wrong? Is it not a good morning? There it goes, Akaya. Mm -hmm. I see you. No, but for real, we don't have a topic, so. We really don't. Gab's, Gab's counting comments. I'm counting good mornings. We've talked about this before. Uh, we don't we don't prep. It's it's much more honest and natural morning, this way. Good morning, Annette. Uh, we like to we like to just wake up and turn on the microphone. I mean, see almost what quite. Um, yeah, see what happens. Almost quite literally. That's the only thing we do in between is make a coffee. So I drilled I drilled Dwayne a little bit this morning. What? About a townhouse he was looking. <laughs> okay, Wayne. <laughs> Can we start over? Can we have I, a redo? I, I like I said. Can you end I know the broadcast and start again? <laughs> I know that we're short on topics today, but you're really stretching. You are reaching. Oh, Varsh first has a qu question right off the bat. Good. Wow. Thank you, Varsh. Lifeline. Okay. And? Um, oh, sorry. I saw another comment and I was I uh, got distracted there. Uh, Varsh asks, would you recommend Barry's Rapid Cash program for a newbie investor? 100%. Hells yeah. 100%. <laughs> Ask me where thing? I learned everything I know. Yeah, so where we went wrong as newbie investors taking um, Barry McGuire's courses is we started with the AFS intensive course. I guess you could say where we went wrong, but also where we went right, because, you know, a few months later we kicked ass, but it was like firehose way too much information uh, all at once, too, yeah. too intensive. Um, but the rapid cash is an awesome place to start that was with our next the one. creative um, education that Barry and Donna McGuire put on because it's like a taste of all the different methods and you can really, you know, get to know what each of them are, which ones you think you could incorporate into your business, and then you can deep dive into whatever method you want. Right? Yeah. Um, if you're into building a creative real estate investing business. Um, one where you use all different types of strategies and use them together and, and you want to be a creative investor, that's definitely the course to take. They mm -hmm. haven't done it since <clears throat> I was, I was talking to Barry about it cause, uh, we did a Facebook live presentation last night. Um, he hasn't, they haven't done it since I think it was, was it May of 2019? That's how long it's been. Oh, really? And that was in Toronto. Oh Yeah. So we're talking probably spring, winter or spring was the last one in Alberta. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time. Crazy. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's in Calgary. 
At the Cleek Hotel. Yeah, so that's the hotel is just right next to uh, the airport there. So if you're flying in or you're driving in, um, the event is right there at the hotel. Cleek Hotel is really nice. We've we've stayed there. It's beautiful. Yeah. They've done a they've done an event there before that we were at, and uh, it's May seventh through eighth. Gabby and I are going to be there. Yeah. Uh, I've already offered that I am buying the first round at the bar afterwards. I don't. Okay. Does that still stand? Why not? <laughs> I just... Wayne's going to like race down uh, as soon as the event is over on that first night. He's going to race down and be like, round of drinks for everybody. Oh, wait, nobody's here. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I, that's probably, that's my Super Bowl. It's a two day event. <laughs> Talking nothing but creative real estate. That's, that's my Super Bowl, Gab. Of course, sure. of course, I'm gonna buy the first round. Okay. Um, yeah, that's May seventh, May seventh through eighth. If you guys are interested and you wanna, you want a discount, shoot me a message. I'll see what I can do for you. I know they have a a, a pre-sale, not a pre-sale, but like a yeah. Is, would you call it a pre-sale? Yeah, hell yeah. It's on. <clears throat> uh, they have a pre-sale discount code on right now. I don't know what it is, but it's always good. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. We'll uh, see you there, Varsh. What's that? I said, we'll see you there, Varsh. 100%. 100%. I got new deals to to brag about. Oh, um, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Annette says here that she got comps on a townhouse yesterday. And when I looked again, the listing was gone. I bet you we were looking at the same townhouse. And no, I did not buy it. <laughs> <laughs> For very good reasons. That's what I was. I was questioning. Oh, come on. Any deal can work. No. You just need to get the right price or the right terms. No. That would have been desperation. I would not have let that one go through. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh follows up by saying, it's crazy right now, Annette. Need to be on a property within hours of hitting the market. Yeah, that, that was actually something that I wrote. I wrote down today was that to kind of talk about was this was this crazy market in Edmonton and everybody else in Canada feel free to chime in um, on you know what your experiences have been for the last however many years with your crazy markets yeah maybe give us some pointers <laughs> we're the we're the last ones um, to the party and uh, we missed the the free round of drinks <laughs> I think we missed the memo like. I mean, I knew things were getting like, you know, good, but then like, bam, <laughs> I don't know. I it, didn't see it coming as hard as it hit. It makes uh, it makes a flipping business a little more difficult because Definitely you're competing with home buyers and home buyers are emotional. They're not logical. Um, they'll pay whatever they want to get the house. Whereas, you know, an investor is a logical person. You know, they know how much they can pay for it. And if the numbers don't work, then they don't buy it. So, you know, it, it limits your opportunities, which is which is a bummer. But at the same time, um, with great demand, I mean, that means that your property is going to be selling faster as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty excited about this, to be honest. <laughs> one about. Annette says, can you write off your babysitter when you go to these events? LOL. And Lindsay thinks that's a great question. <laughs> you know, I'm sure there are people who are people who do, but I personally think that might be stretching it. <laughs> hmm. I talked to your accountant. Otherwise, I have some flights that I need to uh, write off for flying babysitters out here. <laughs> Ooh, facts. <laughs> um. I want to talk about a special guest we got coming on tomorrow. Who's that? Fraser Nibo. Who's that? <laughs> uh, real estate investor in Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Um, Fraser's going to be coming on and talking about the market in Saskatoon. He's going to be talking about flipping um, and apartment buildings. Nice. Um, so he's, an, he's he buys in you know apartment buildings. He's uh, big flipper out there. I, I recently asked because <clears throat> my I'll, I'll be brutally honest. 
completely honest. Um, my my network in Saskatoon is very limited. I was going to say, I think I know of two investors in Saskatoon or Saskatchewan did I in just, general. Did I just tell you one of them? No, I oh. did not know <laughs> what phrase there was. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, nothing personal. It's just uh, for some reason, yeah, the question was asked about the Saskatoon market, and I knew of, of a few. Um, but uh, I was looking for investors who were savvy with flipping in the area. And uh, his name came up multiple times, did my research. I'm like, okay, this guy is the real deal. So I uh, reached out to him and, and I want to have him on the show. I want to talk about uh, what's going on in Saskatoon right now, what the market's like there. You know, are there opportunities for flipping? How is he getting into buying, you know, apartment units, multifamilies? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'd be uh, pretty. I wonder what the landlord tenant uh, rights are like there. See, that's another question that nobody ever talks about. Everybody always goes, Alberta, great, BC, Ontario, bad. Yeah. But nowhere in between. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Saskatchewan and Manitoba. And East Coast. Uh, In between, but yeah. (laughs) Um, And the Great North. True. (laughs) True. Um. Varsh's follow-up to so yeah that's that's going on tomorrow um i'm super excited for that uh varsh was following up to the, the question about the rapid cash she said i was planning to attend as well but wasn't sure if this is for an experienced investor no i mean a, a basic like any before- this isn't like a real estate investing 101 where like you decide hmm, i'm interested in real estate investing and then you take like the basics of real estate investing yeah but like it's like if you have general knowledge and a good understanding and all those types of things then this is a perfect beginner course before you before you start diving into any advanced strategies um you have to have the basic fundamentals of real estate Mm -hmm. um you need to know how to you know analyze a property you need to know how to analyze a market you need to know how to analyze you know for cash flow um, that's, that's pretty much the basics. I would say I was going to, I was going to start talking. I was, I almost, I almost started talking about like landlord stuff, but like, no landlord stuff is, is, is that's for your property manager. Um, an investor is not a landlord or an investor doesn't have to be a landlord. Um, so yeah, once you understand your basics and the fundamentals of real estate investing, um, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely take this course. It's like told the story about, you know, when we hit our roadblock, when we reached a few properties, we had one joint venture partner, we ran out of money. And, you know, I'm talking to literally everyone that I know, trying to get them to invest with us and hitting the exact same thing that I hear every single day on the podcast. And and when people reach out to me, is that I want to raise money, but nobody's taking me seriously because I don't have any properties. I need to get properties to be taken seriously to get more properties. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it. And so, you know, and I, and I don't want to do social media. <laughs> okay. Well, <Good> luck. <laughs> keep trying, bud. <laughs> that that's, that's, that's pretty much my advice, you know? So they, they take a few more courses on raising capital, et cetera, et cetera. And then they never do it because they, they're always limiting themselves because of their, insecurities. Um, if you're in that position, which wasn't necessarily me, I was willing to do whatever it took. Yeah. Um, but if you're in that position, you know, sometimes you can just take it into your own hands. Right. And so that's why I took the agreement for sale course specifically mm-hmm. learn how to buy properties with no money and no financing. Um, got really good at it. Yeah. Got really good at it. And then followed up with the rapid cash and learned how to do the rent to owns and the flipping and the um, more training and joint ventures and wholesales and assignments. And we've used it all. <laughs> Literally built a business around it, multiple yeah. businesses around it. Um, highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's the cool thing about uh, Barry and Donna's courses is they don't sell anything at the back of the room either. They're not selling any additional packages, no coaching programs or anything along yeah. anything along. You those sign lines. up, you show up, you learn. You go home. And you stay until your questions are answered. Yeah. That is that is by far my favorite is that they will not leave until everyone's questions are answered. And I take I took and take full advantage of that. 
to this day. I, I never leave unless all my questions are answered because mm-hmm. I've always got new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, love it. All right. Brandy says that, um, sorry, I know we're jumping back and forth here. Yeah. But Brandy says that in Winnipeg, security depo- or yeah, security deposits are only 50%. I'm sorry, 50% of one month's rent? Pro- yeah, that's what I'm assuming. That's awful. Because like how many times does, well, how fast do security deposits get eaten up? Even just with like, even when they clean, but just not good enough. It's like, there's a few hundred bucks and then... Yep. <laughs> A couple walls, patching up, yeah. A couple, couple walls, couple things. There's a couple hundred bucks. There's your damage deposit or security yeah. deposit. Yeah, yeah, that's not cool. And then if there's any unpaid rent, which, yeah, that isn't good. Um, Wayne, do we want to do an update on our situation? I, to be honest, you forgot. Uh, no, I was oh. busy yesterday, so I, I, I barely know what's going on. Well, we received an email. Okay. So a follow-up to our midnight mover uh, from yesterday. Working on the night moves. That that stupid song was stuck in my head all day yesterday. Um, Yeah, Yeah. so a follow-up to that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. When's this hour going to be over? yeah, so yes, if you've been following along, uh, we had our midnight mover uh, with an ongoing situation since December, basically. Um, is she being deported? Is she not being deported? Why isn't she paid rent? She has COVID. She's not being deported anymore. Great, everything's good. February comes along, no rent. What's going on? Was she deported? <laughs> um, and then... And then four days later, she was deported. But is it BS or is it not BS? How Someone am I doing? called. It sounded like <laughs> her. We can't tell if it's her or a friend that sounds exactly like her. Yeah. Anyways, um, so yesterday I was gathering documents, making phone calls, um, starting the RTDRS um, filing process, and email pops up. And I was in the middle of something else, but I knew that Wayne was on the main floor. My office is upstairs. And I'm like, oh, here we go. I I was playing chess. (laughs) Yeah, Wayne was laying on the couch playing chess. (laughs) Life of a real estate investor. (laughs) Gab's working. I'm laying on the couch playing chess, drinking a coffee. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but she got in touch with us, apologized profusely, and said that she's been deported and provided a document. A screenshot. Yeah, a picture of a document. Yes. Um, Okay, like, so I'm I'm at about 93% confident that she's been deported. The 7% is really eating away at me that she's (laughs) lying. But I swear, if she is fabricating this, I mean, she's she's going to great lengths. Great lengths. (laughs) Which some, yeah, I mean, you can't put it past people. It happens. I mean... Because we're looking at this document, we're like, I'm looking up document numbers. <laughs> there's no date on it. How do we know it's not an old previous document? That she but just... you can see that it's like a large, like, I don't know if you noticed, Wayne, but you can yeah. see that like all of the papers that have been turned around the staple, like it's a, a large document. She was talking about getting deported back in like November, December. So December. this could be an old document. She just took a picture of it. You know what the Varsh funny thing? says, was she listening to the in live yesterday? <laughs> We we thought it's about a, that. It's a risk that we run. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That people could just look us up and listen to our podcast every morning. Um, you know what <laughs> I love the most about that picture? Is that uh, there's a sticker on it. Not a sticker, but like an Instagram stories sticker of, of a clock that's like a big circular clock that's covering the date and personal information. And I thought, did she seriously screenshot this from an Instagram story that she took? Did she seriously do an Instagram story that's like, OMG, getting deported, lol. But why is there a sticker? If she's sending us an image, why is there a sticker from some social media platform? Okay, so Wayne comes upstairs and he's like, so I think she's actually been deported. And I was like, what? 
And this was this is like so bizarre because Wayne and I are so opposite. Like I'm I wouldn't say I'm gullible, but like I err on the side of like believing people. Benefit of the doubt. Believing people. Yeah. And um and Wayne is like, Nope, this is BS. My BS radar is going off the charts. <laughs> So when he came up and he's like, I'm pretty sure, I think that she's actually telling the truth. I think she's been deported. And I was like, I swear to God, I talked to her the other day when that person called, that was her. I told you I'm 99.9% sure that I was speaking to her. And it was a Alberta number, one of the new area codes, 825. And yeah. And so I'm just like, I I don't know, Wayne. And he's like, I think she's telling the truth. Came upstairs with it. I said it differently. (laughs) I said, I think it's time. Maybe we might want to show a little bit of sympathy, if because ninety three percent is a pretty strong it is. percentage. Yeah, and the seven percent, which trust me is it's not fair, but seven percent, like there's just little things that are like, okay, still, if they were lying, that's what I, that's what if someone was to lie, that's exactly how they would lie. So we're like, we're making sure that we're covering our ass, but the probability is that she's been deported (laughs) and i said maybe just soften the tone in the email a little bit because if she's been deported we're coming across as some real bad people right now yeah and (laughs) gab was blown away that i was the one that was getting the benefit of the of the doubt and she was the one that was on the on the big defense I think it's because I think what's really eating at me is that like I talked to her mm-hmm. and I, she like, okay, so. Um, oh, you mean you talked to her on the phone? Like yeah. The, she called you and said she was someone else. Someone else. And I am so sure that that was bullcrap and that I was talking to her that I don't know if she was in another country, how it would have just shown up as a regular Alberta area code number. Okay, sorry. Can it? Would it? Rip, rip, just repeat that again. Sorry, I was just reading a comment at the same time. I don't know. I don't know what I just said. Uh, Brandy was asking what that area code was. Uh, she asked if it was five eight seven. No, eight two five. Eight two five is the new one. Yeah, in uh, Edmonton, Calgary. Yeah. Um, I think it's actually Alberta wide. Like, I think it's like an Al- a new Alberta area code. Yeah. Sorry. Um, anyways, yeah, I, I, what, what's bugging me is that I was so sure that I talked to her and like, it was an, it was an Alberta area code and, and yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. But like the document for sure looked legit. Oh, it's and it was like all of the like legalese of, of the terms of the whatever immigrant act and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it would have definitely been great lengths and it had her name on it. It had her date of birth. It had like her personal information and stuff. So yeah, kind of a update. Um, so we offered the two dates of inspections for uh, her friend to meet us at the property. Uh, no response yet. Well, what I was going to say was a couple takeaways from that. Um, one is that after reading it, after going back and forth um, about <laughs> you know, how to handle this, you know, from a sympathetic um, standpoint, uh, we realized that nothing's really changed. So we made a decision and that, and that's what this is all about. This is, you know, when fires, fires start, you put them out, you you make a decision really quickly, you move forward, you throw it on on autopilot. Mm -hmm. We don't want to spend any more than five minutes on, on stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Don't let it eat away at you. So we looked at it. And then we said, how does this email change the decision that we've already made? And it doesn't. We still proceed with offering the two walkout inspection times. Mm-hmm. We still proceed by doing the walkout. We complete the paperwork. We send it. Um, we complete the you know statement of account. The statement of account. Any repairs and cleaning that need to be re- done. We're filing at the RTDRS. Every, nothing. Nothing's changing because of this email, mm-hmm. right? Even if it is more. It, it maybe it is more legit or maybe she has been deported. We still have to follow the same process, right? Yeah. Unless of course you, we just want to be like, okay, well she's gone. So whatever. Um, and then just leave it be. I mean, to be honest, if she, if she is, if there is still a small 
percent of a of a chance that she is here or she may be coming back in the future, mm-hmm. then uh, we want to make sure. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll document everything so when she does come back, she won't be able to get a license. Because it's going to be filed at the, you know, Until the rid of she him. settles up with us, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, and it, that that part isn't too, it's not too much work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We filed the hearing. You did that yesterday. We're going to get a hearing date. I'm going to I'm going to show up to a 15 minute phone call. You know, get that judgment. One of these days when I'm downtown, I'll go drop off the judgment at the Court of Queens bench. Yeah. Um, serve it to her by email. It's all pretty straightforward stuff. Yeah. And then uh, next time I'm at the registry renewing my license i'll file you know the i'll bring the writ of enforcement and all and i'll and i'll i'll do the whole thing with her and her you know and 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 her registration yeah so it's pretty straightforward stuff it's not gonna be too much work nothing really changes so um yeah it, it it seems like a lot and we're joking about it but at the same time we we talked about it for a good we we it took up five minutes of our day yesterday yeah very fast quick decisions um, Amet asked, "Can you do you charge interest on money's owing?" No. no, no, you can't. Unfortunately, um, I just want to see if there's any other questions in here. I had one other thing to add. Big, big talk about the new area codes. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brandy says here on the Podbean app, at the end of the day, Whoa. she still owes you rent. Uh, could have messaged you before moving out. You're distracting me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, could have messaged you before moving out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, her apology was was that, hey, sorry, I've been really busy getting deported. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, she had her friend allegedly moving all of her stuff out and now her friend is selling all of her stuff um so that she can pay the rent which was one other thing in the email that we forgot yeah to mention. yeah so that's why i said maybe let's, that was another part of me being sympathetic was that hopefully let's just keep her happy and maybe we do see some of it come back yeah don't like we haven't changed what we're doing but at least if you say oh my gosh i'm so sorry to hear about what's happening and then just go through the process then Maybe, I mean, we're not holding our breath, but maybe she will send the rent. Yeah. Maybe, like, it, we're not going to slow down and, like, halt anything because, you know, it could just be BS, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. What she said in the email was that my, my friend is trying to sell my stuff so that I can pay you for February's rent. And she's going to meet you to um, to drop off the keys. Is that, that's that, it. Is that guaranteed? Has she confirmed the date? No. Oh, no, okay. she hasn't confirmed a date, but she said she has she, that her friend has the keys and she'll drop them. She'll okay. get them to us. Yeah, saves us changing the locks. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, sorry. Was yeah. So yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I, I, um, I I'm like, what am I missing here in the comments? Jeremy says the RTDRS offered to file at the Court of Queens bench for me yesterday and sent me confirmation of the filing afterwards. Wow. Damn. That's cool. I guess maybe because they know people aren't coming in like that that's i don't know like why why all of a sudden are they doing that (laughs) that's awfully nice of them yeah um and it sounds like jeremy you had a good yeah sounds like things went your way (laughs) yeah congrats sounds like you got a judgment yesterday that's interesting i uh i was just waiting to see if he had a follow-up on there but the other thing that i wanted to mention was that um while we are talking about all of this and that we should be sympathetic and how how automatically our defenses have gone up mm-hmm. like you know there's no way she was actually deported or we just automatically assume that every tenant who doesn't pay rent is lying yeah right yeah and <clears throat> it's really unfortunate because other bad tenants who we've trusted in the past mm-hmm. have ruined our trust yeah and they've ruined it for everybody else right yeah for sure because now it's kind of like the whole not like crying wolf but now when a tenant is going through a really terrible horrible situation instantly 
we put up our guard and we're super defensive. Yeah. I know I did start thinking about that yesterday, that if she was in fact deported because like she had a newborn baby and what does that mean? Did just she get deported? Did like- I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So I like, I did start going through that. And like, if it is in fact true that like, I do feel awful (laughs) at the end of the day, you know, if she was deported, it's because she wasn't within her rights to be here you know, like those types of things. So she like, overstayed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is an awful thing to have happen. And um, yeah, <sighs> it's hard. Yeah. Cause you know, we want to be trusting. We want to be helpful. The whole reason, you know, why we get into, you know, real estate investing and I, every single real estate investor says this when they get started. I want to make lots of money and I want to provide safe and affordable housing for individuals. Mm-hmm. I want to be a housing provider. They get their first rental property. Goddamn tenant, take them. They're bullshitting. <laughs> they ruin it, trash my place. It somewhere along the line, somewhere along the you know, your your way, it's it's one person ruins you get it. For hardened, you. Yeah. And a lot of times it's your first or second tenant because you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And and so you put up these barriers and, you know, you close off any vulnerability and you're not empathetic or sympathetic anymore. And it, you just treat it like a business because some guy on a podcast said treat it like a business, which is which is really sad, yeah. which is really sad. Um, well, we say that all the time. <laughs> that, I, it is a business, you guys. I'm, I'm the guy <laughs> that I was referring to. It's it's the truth. It, and it is a business at the same time. And um, yeah, it's don't let it take away like your humanity, though. Like that's you still have to be a kind person. And where is the line? Yeah. Well, only you can decide. (laughs) Um, uh, Here's here's what I recommend. Um, Pay for the education in the beginning. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pay one way or another. You're gonna pay for education, or you're gonna pay through some your time, or through some lawsuit, or you know some tenant who who damages the place and and leaves you with you know a bunch of owed rent, and then you end up having to cover it because you can't find them. Mm-hmm. You're gonna pay one way or another. Okay, I would recommend paying for the education in the beginning, paying for a property manager, paying for a bookkeeper, pay pay. Okay, do it right. Don't don't half-ass it. Do it right out of the out of the gate. Build a good solid business, and then you're less likely to run into some of these really bad tenants early on in the game. Mm-hmm. Everyone who's got a bad tenant story, most in most cases, it's either an amateur landlord who's never never gotten any education, right, and mm-hmm. just put a thing up on Kijiji. That's it. Mm-hmm. Or it's it's probably your first, second, or third mm-hmm. tenant. And you're learning, yeah. And you're learning because you haven't you haven't put the system in place. You don't know about place. that gut check. <laughs> yeah. So that's my recommendation to avoid having that that bad tenant in your first couple leases, right, mm-hmm. or tenancies. So that way, it doesn't harden you to the to the type of person that just treats this like a business, only like a business. I, I'm just telling from personal experience. I am. I, I'm extremely defensive. I don't leave any vulnerabilities. I've got systems in place along the line for everything to ensure that I have the least amount of risk possible. But somewhere down the line, I lost the the personal side of it, the t- the personal touch, mm-hmm. right? I stopped going to viewings. And when I just started going to viewings a few months ago, I just completely, it was, I hadn't been to a viewing in a long time. I haven't been there to, you know, to wow them, to yeah. talk about, hey, and, and so they'll, they'll talk about, the, you know, the other place that they were in where there's a leaking faucet for eight months. And, you know, I'll tell them, hey, no, no, we are not like that. Anything, anything you have come up, you let me know right away. I'll mm-hmm. send a guy out to fix it. Mm-hmm. Two reasons. One, I want you to be happy. The other reason, to be honest, I don't want that to drip and leak into the basement suite. So I, I want to fix this. I, I truly do. And I don't care how much it costs because I set aside money for that. And that gives them the assurance that I actually care about this place. And then, you know, we build a relationship. You know, my landlord's great, right? 
when's the, when's the last time someone said my that we were amazing? <laughs> you know, okay, so they don't tell us that, but like, when's the last time one of our tenants left and was like, you know, they were telling all their friends about coming and renting with us? Eight months ago. Okay. <laughs> Bad example. Thank you. Thanks for ruining my point. <laughs> it just. So that's my advice. Um, someone wanted to call in, but now they don't. Okay. I'd like to hear some, I'd like to hear your thoughts. It's a live show. You know, you can type it in the comments here and on your thoughts about that. You know, how, how do you balance that? How do you balance, you know, trying to be a good person and trying to build a personal connection at the same time, protecting yourself and covering your ass? Mm Mm-hmm in the event that you don't, you don't get taken advantage of. Yeah. Cause you don't want to be taken advantage of, right? That's, that's why we have email communications. Well, so and that's exactly, can't just text me or email me. that's exactly what happens. Or call me, sorry. Is that, you know, when you have that like kind of, uh, friendly relationship, you just end up getting walked all over. Like there needs to be authority there. Um, otherwise, I mean, like, unless you have one or two rental properties and you're just, totally chill and I'm friends with them. And you know, when they moved out, we're still friends 10 years later. It's like, that's fine. But you can't do that when you have 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 units. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that was one of the when I had my vision of of, of what I wanted the business to look like and how I wanted it to feel my vision was that how I wanted to be perceived by the tenant was the landlord that fixes things and that's totally chill. That was literally my words to describe it because I wanted, if they, if you have a good relationship with them and they, they, they respect you because, because you fix things right away, but at the same time, you're not, you know, some big property management company. There's, there's a good balance in there somewhere with like, oh, my landlord's awesome. You know what I mean? My, I, I'm going to, I'd never leave this rental. My, my landlord's like super chill. I was late one time where I, I like, I, I, my, uh, my paycheck was late one time and like they didn't charge me any late penalties or whatever. They're like, oh yeah, sure. No problem. You know, just get it to us in a couple of days. And I did, and it was great. And, um, I, 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 I love them, but they still respect the process. Mm-hmm. They still respect that. You know, we don't do texts and, and, and phone calls. We, everything's by email. Right. That's the relationship I want. And I think I need to be a certain type of landlord and they also need to be a certain type of tenant to match that relationship. Right. Yeah, for sure. Because let's say, for example, the tenant is is stubborn and doesn't want to do email, then they're going to instantly resist that. Right. Yeah. So that's part of that. So that right there is me establishing my tenant profile. Because that tenant profile matches the relationship in the business that I'm in the environment, the, the, the atmosphere that I'm trying to create, right? I'm trying, there's a specific reason why I'm looking for a specific type of tenant, because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to create a specific type of relationship that I think will work. So when people think about tenant profile, they say tenant profile, it's not just about, I want a working class 40 year old male, <laughs> who's going to stay for five years, or I want a young family, but no pets. No, I'm, t- I'm talking about specific type of people because that, that, that young family with no pets is great, but are they going to mix well with the type of relationship that I'm trying to build, mm-hmm. right? Are they going to be a huge pain in my ass? If I say these are the way that things are going to be, are they going to do it? Are they still going to text me because they have my phone number? even though it says specifically email only. And then they text me and I say, hey, please email us. And they say, well, I got you here right now. I need this answered. That's not the type of relationship that I want. That's not what I envisioned, mm-hmm. right? I envisioned someone who reads the communications agreement and, and knows that if they text or they email us, sorry, that I will email them back within 24 hours. If they have an emergency, an emergency is one of these five items that constitutes or that, that, that that's an emergency then they can call me, right? Mm -hmm. They understand the rules, they follow them. And then I, in return, 
provide an amazing experience of repairs right away, response right away, leniency when 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 necessary, right? Yes. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I what I want them to say when they left was that my landlord was totally chill. <laughs> yeah. doesn't always happen <laughs> it's it's it hard it's see. hard because it i don't want to say it's a needle in a haystack but keep an eye on the comments for me there yeah um i don't want to say it's a needle in the haystack but finding someone who fits affordability and has a certain personality or character type is is difficult and they want they need to want your unit as well your rental unit yeah so when you when you put all this, you know, strict criteria. <laughs> well, I think also that tenants have been hardened, you know, like just as landlords have been hardened, tenants have been hardened. Absolutely. And, you know, like there there was a time when it felt like people were putting their best foot forward and very grateful to have a, a place to rent and to call home. And like, I don't know, I don't like I've noticed a bit of a change where it's almost like tenants just like think the the big bad landlord and that it's their right to have to be able to like do you know do you know where Are i'm going you, with it oh i do i'm just wondering if this is this is you talking or if this is your bad experiences talking because you're almost sounding like an old man saying kids these days or tenants these days have no respect. No, I think they've been hardened for good reasons, though. Just like we have, tenants yeah. also have bad experiences with bad landlords and there bad are, rent management companies. There are more bad. Eh. There are. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it. There mm. are more bad landlords than there are bad tenants. I think it's probably a pretty. Equal I mix. disagree. I know for a fact that most landlords are, I almost swore, <laughs> uneducated. Yeah. Uneducated to the residential tenancy tax. And that's more there. I expect landlords to be more educated on the, res, on the ARTA than I do tenants because mm -hmm. this is their business. Mm -hmm. Tenants are just looking for a place to live. Yeah. Well, for my first time ever, I had a prospective tenant ask me for tenant references because of the bad experience she was having with her current landlord. And it's funny because the next day, our old handyman sent me a message asking, hey, have you ever had somebody ask you for tenant references? And I was like, funny you ask, just yesterday I did. And he's like, hmm, maybe a new trend with a question mark. So we didn't get into it. I don't know hmm. what had happened, but um, I, and the thing that I said is like, I mean, we ask for their landlord references. I guess it's only fair, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a crappy landlord, then yeah. Um, yeah, Annette, Annette says the the quote unquote, I'm paying your mortgage. So yeah, it's like. <laughs> uh, Annette also asked earlier, how much notice do they get before being physically deported? Um, back to that tenant that we're dealing with, the midnight mover. Mm -hmm. uh, no idea. We're yeah. not getting much information. No. And, and and it doesn't say any dates. It's also really hard to look up the, the topic. It's like looking up looking up the topic of like people being deported. It's just like the Google results is just like deportation lawyers. Like yeah. Well, obviously. Talk to a lawyer. <laughs> obviously, they're the ones that are paying for the SEO on that, not the government of Canada. Yeah. <laughs> um. She also had a question about, um, so she has an upstairs tenant who uses the central vac, but the, the vacuum bag to be emptied is in the basement suite. So she's asking, would you empty it during quarterly inspections? I would remove it. Yeah, we don't, we've removed central vac from our rental properties that well, had it. Unless of course they had access to it yeah. in, in, a, in a, in a central location or an accessible location, you know, shared space, a shared space. Otherwise I, you know, I think it's just. Yeah. No. Unless, I mean, like, but for sure, you could empty it on quarterlies. I've actually never personally had central vac myself. So I don't know, how like, how quickly do up? they fill up? Yeah. Like, is that's, quarterly enough? That's that's what I'm thinking. Like, if you just like, oh, I could just catch it in three months, but they, 
I don't know, they got a big hairy dog and like that thing fills up. Yeah. You know, if, well, if they are, are they over, you know what I mean? It just seems well, like a huge risk. Two things. Then do they overwork it and it busts and you need to repair it? Or are they then contacting you every month and a half being like, uh, this thing doesn't suck. Used to be emptied. Like, and then expecting you to go and empty it every month or whatever. Yeah. So I like, I mean, go for it. But if it becomes a problem, I would, yeah, probably say decommission it. I don't think that this <laughs> is worth it. Yeah. I don't think it's worth the, the fact that we have to talk about it this long and it's not a necessary item in a rental unit. It's not even a big, really, you know, uh, fancy incentive either. I mean, like air conditioning. Okay. Yeah. People are looking for that. But central vac, do they really need it? No, they can just go yeah. get a Dyson. Um, Zakai says that three months is lots of time. His parents have one and they empty it about every six to eight months. Okay. Yeah. And so, but again, it probably depends on how dirty you are, how many pets you have, like all those types of things as well. Um, uh, Brand sorry, just reading back here. Um, Brad Brandy had a comment. Um, we do our own management and have found building relationships with the neighbors. They will text or call you when anything they feel we should know is going on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, however, that can that can go both ways. Like <laughs> it's great that you know, like if it seems like maybe there's drug dealing going on or parties every during the week or whatever, it's good to know that kind of stuff. But then do they start calling you when the person parks in front of their house on the street mm-hmm. and when uh, whatever, like, you know what I mean? It can it can be either really good. Trim your branches. Trim your branches. Like well, it could- <laughs> We should probably trim our branches. Uh, I mean, they're probably right, but. Um, yeah. It can it can be good and it can also be bad. And again, it depends on who that person is next door. I still every time I buy a property, even when I'm doing flip properties. I go and I talk to the neighbors and just yeah. say hi and give them my number. And then I save it on my phone Yeah. and I'll put that particular property and then neighbor and then whatever their address is. Um, it's, like if I ever need to know anything, I can just contact that person. So spend five minutes with them, just contact and, you know, communicating and just saying hi and let them know what you do. And, 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 and oh, I personally, I like to open it up. So I give them permission to contact me. Hey, anything, if there's ever anything going on and you're, you know, unsure, please contact me and I will take care of it immediately. Mm-hmm. I would rather they do that. And they call the cops or hell, like sometimes we've had cops called on some of our tenants and we didn't even know about it till months later. Yeah. So we, I want tenants and I want neighbors to know that they can feel comfortable contacting us because the more information we have, the better. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> Ryan. You know what, Gabby? You know what, Gabby? <laughs> you, know what, Gabby? What? you were ruined by one neighbor. So the, that, that was the, the whole thing right there. One neighbor, one neighbor who called and was a pain in our butts, basically ruined it for all the other neighbors. Gabby will not build relationships with neighbors anymore because <laughs> she won't open herself up anymore. She's afraid to be vulnerable. She's been she's been hurt. Life is hard too many me. times. <laughs> Neighbors hardened her. Um, Ryan Crazy. Ryan says w- Wayne, the chill neighbor too. <laughs> the chill, I want to be the chill neighbor. I want to be the. I just want to be known as totally chill. <laughs> totally chill, Wayne. <laughs> On Wayne's uh, headstone, tombstone, it's gonna be like Wayne, totally chill, totally dude. Chill dude. That's all I want. Um, in all aspects of life. <laughs> In all relationships. Totally chill. Um, Annette has another great question. So she says, on that same topic, their internet is hooked up in the mechanical room in the basement suite. What happens if they need to reset their internet? Mm. Yeah, so we actually, we have two properties where the electrical panel and mechanical rooms are in the um, basement suites. Um, Actually, only one where both are in the basement suite. The other one is just the electrical panel. Um, but yeah, that happens or a breaker, um, flips or whatever. So unfortunately, um, I mean, it's best in those situations where the tenants have each other's numbers. So I would encourage that when you have any tenant changeover, um, that you, um, you know, ask both tenants if they're okay sharing numbers and exchanging numbers so that they can deal with it on their own. If the breaker flips or like whatever, they can just send a quick text or knock on the door and say, Hey, can you reset this for me? Can you flip this for me? Whatever. Um, but you know, you might need to get involved and and make it happen. So it's not the ideal situation for basement suites. That's another thing to keep in mind. If you're adding basement suites, 
mm-hmm. that those aren't ideal situations um, to have for the tenants or for you as the landlord. So if you're looking at potential properties, try to make sure that you can have a common area for the mechanical room and panel to be accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, I mean, it's not a deal breaker. Like I said, we have a couple, but. It was just, a, we, we couldn't rearrange it yeah. any other way. Yeah. It was just the way that it was set up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it can be a bit of a pain, but not a deal breaker. Yeah. Um, Brandy there. Uh, oh, it keeps popping me back. Uh, Brandy says, police will not give you info if they are called and what happened. So those that's for privacy reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Courtney says, we had this last night. Our tenants talked and dealt with it between the two of them. Yeah. So I'm assuming like a breaker or a internet or whatever. That's awesome. Yeah. Normally in those duplex slash suited house arrangements, uh, upstairs, downstairs tenants don't typically get along because they they they, they demonize they, each other 100 for like what are they doing bowling upstairs because like obviously there's noise transfer and stuff and then you start to like yeah demonize them and and think that they're awful people <laughs> i uh, we well we lived in a basement suite uh early in our relationship and we were just convinced that the the mother daughter upstairs were wrestlers yeah <laughs> um mexican wrestlers doing top rope jumps like just like I just, yeah, it, it like, it was like, how could those two people make so much noise? Yeah. All you hear is just, it, it almost sounded like they were jumping off the top rope and, and, and just like, they had a cat. It wasn't a, it, <laughs> it was a very old cat. It wasn't a big cat. <laughs> maybe the cat from time to time was falling off the couch. Maybe just wasn't really paying attention. Just doing a little snooze on the couch and just fell off. Maybe that was it, but it was just so noisy. And what do we do? We villainize them. Yeah. We just, we like, what the heck are they doing up there? Why are they doing that? Why is it making so much noise? We're trying to sleep. We're watching the show here. And then it, it, it just happens. Unfortunately, when you're, when you're living in a basement suite or when you're living in the upstairs suite and the person downstairs is, is their dog isn't cleaning up their poop. Dog isn't cleaning up their poop or, you know, they're, they're watching, I don't know, the voice on like max volume yeah. and or or whatever new masked singer show on whatever. And and you're thinking like, do they really need to have it that loud? And the person downstairs is like, well, if they're going to be so loud, I'm going to turn up the volume. Yeah. And then if they're going to slam the doors, no, I'm going to slam the doors too. It's it just it's it's unfortunate that that happened. So um, with all that being said, to, to hear congratulations, to Courtney. read a comment <laughs> where you said that they. Uh, our tenants talked and dealt with it um, by themselves, the two of them. Uh, the other thing to note here is that, like, also, if you if you have a situation like that, like, panel breakers do pop and internet does need to get reset. And if you haven't heard about any issues, it's probably because they're solving it on their own. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay's got a comment here. Um, you know, this is this is amazing. And I, and I want to remind everyone the value of tuning in live. Um because it's it's a big open discussion. It's a nice community, and um, we act, you know get involved in the discussion. Ask your questions, get them answered. Um, you know, today just happens to be you know talking about tenants and tenant profiles and and, and deportations. Um, but you know, we can really you know send this 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 discussion in any direction every morning, and this is what we want. We want to make sure that people are getting their questions answered. So then maybe you know that that one thing that you were wondering about um, that was holding you back. Um, well, Maybe and what I can... love about this is that, like, when has anybody ever mentioned that if you're looking at adding a secondary suite to think about if you can make the mechanical room a shared space? Mm-hmm. Like, like if you're a new investor who doesn't own suited properties, that probably would have never crossed your mind. Exactly. So just like those little things that can come out of these conversations. I love it. Yeah. I, 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 I'm so glad that I was able to create a show that I wanted when I was getting started, mm-hmm. this is exactly what that was. That was my vision for this. The show that I wanted, the resources that I wanted for free when I was getting started in real estate. Yeah. Um, Lindsay mentioned here, do you want to read her comment? 
Um, yes. The neighbors of the houses I looked at yesterday came out and told me all about the water in the basement issues their block has and what has worked to change that. And at the other house, that it was a drug house and people keep coming back and vandalizing things, even though it's been vacant for about a month. That's it. That's why I talk to the neighbors. Yeah. The neighbors will give you lots of information. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and uh, something to keep in mind about vacant properties is that, um, I mean, especially if it's already had a bad rap, but like normally if a house, if a house is vacant and it's sitting, um, homeless people, I mean, like Lindsay, I know you're in a small town, so maybe it's not quite the sa same dynamic, but like in the city, like homeless people will break windows to get in to have some more warm to sleep yeah. roof over their head, like that type of thing. When we picked up a vacant property, that was a problem at first, the first um, week, every time our contractors went over, they were chasing people out of there. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked, I talked to the tenant or the neighbors and yeah, and got their number. Yeah, for sure. Um, about the police privacy issue, Ryan says, um, that it's not always true that they won't, um, communicate with you. So as a property owner, you have invested interest in what happens at the location. So on multiple times, um, Ryan has been able to get info from the police involvement at our property. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to read uh, Robin's comment. Then Annette had a question. Uh, okay. Robin had said, damn, we need to work on the training of our dogs. If you have tenants, dogs that clean their own, their own poop. Did I say that? Did Maybe. I say their dogs <laughs> clean up their poop? <laughs> um, so Annette said, uh, and we got just about enough time to, to, uh, oh, sorry, I just read Josh's follow-up comment on that. <laughs> um, with just enough time to answer Annette's question. And then if there's any other questions, we'll save them and we'll talk about them, uh, either tomorrow or, or the following day. We do have a special guest coming tomorrow, uh, Fraser Naibo. Um, so, um, perhaps maybe later on in the week, but Annette asked, can you guys also talk about what it's like to be the landlord living in the main floor suite with tenants below? Mm-hmm. Um, we, well, okay. So for a long time, um, in our situation, we, we actually, uh, bought, renovated, added a suite, um, for the reason of we had Wayne's, uh, sister living with us. So we were like, we're going to give her her own space and then we'll have this great, um, investment property. Yeah. Um, so we actually did that and lived there for several years with, um, with yeah, Wayne's sister living below us, which was great because it's family. We don't need to worry about like who's down there and like tiptoeing around anything. Mm -hmm. Like she knew that we had a young kid. We weren't really like too conscious about how <laughs> loud we were being. Yeah. Um, it was just kind of like a mutually totally fine situation. That, well, that was when we were, deciding whether to do it or not, whether to buy a house as our primary residence and take advantage of a, of a purchase plus improvements mortgage. Mm -hmm. Um, and also at the time, the corner, uh, well, no, not, not that property. Um, but to take advantage of the, the purchase plus improvements mortgage as well. Yeah. Um, the only way I was going to do it, like, cause I, I was not down with that. I play guitar. I, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the guitars in my background. Like I, I, I pluck strings from time to time and I don't like to do it quiet. And normally when I do, I normally grab a, a couple ice cold brewskis and, 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 and then turn it into a, a bit of an experience. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't like to do it quiet and, and having someone downstairs, that's not fair to them. Um, another thing for me was like, this is, this is a business now. And I've got these systems in place and these layers of separation between me and my tenants. Mm -hmm. I don't want this person coming upstairs and knocking on the door and me having to ignore them or open up the door and be like, send us an email. You know, the maintenance or the, the communications agreement. I don't want that. I don't want to be crossing paths with them, you know, in the backyard. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to mix business with my personal life. See, my home is, we've talked about, you know, having your, making a home, your home. I, and, and I, and I was all about making sure, you know, my home is, don't get attached to it, but my home is a place, your home is a place where you go and you can be, where you can relax, where you can be yourself. You, you know, you don't have to, you can just, you could just 
relax. You can be in your sweatpants. You know, you don't have to think about anything. You don't have to worry about what you say. You can just, it's, it's your safe space. Mm-hmm. And knowing that someone's downstairs and they, they might be able to hear part of your conversation and you might be talking about another tenant. Mm-hmm. Right? How to deal with evicting someone. <laughs> How, like it could have been, you know what I mean? So like, do I have to be cautious of what I say in my own home? Mm-hmm. That, that makes me uncomfortable that I, I don't feel, I don't feel, you know, safe. So, and if that's the case, then I'm always going to, I'm always going to feel, you know, like I'm, like I'm not comfortable. You know what I'm yeah. trying to say? Yeah. So that, that was a big thing for me. And the only way I would do it was with it if, um, if it was my oh, sister. Yeah. Um, cause even at that, like, and then you got like privacy too. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm loud. I'm very loud. Mm-hmm. Um, I not like yelling at people, but just like, um, when I play with the kid and I play with the dog, like I'm, I'm like most dads, we're, we're ridiculous and loud, <laughs> you know, we're making stupid voices and, 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 and rolling around and jumping and, and, and cursing and swearing. So I, again, I don't want my tenant to, to hear that. Right. It doesn't, yeah. Will my tenant respect that person? <laughs> yeah. So we, well, we did have, uh, so when Wayne's sister moved out, we did have a few months before we um, also moved out of that property where yeah. we did have um, a stranger tenant. But we very, very carefully selected who that was going to be because we weren't actually expecting to move as quickly as we did. Um, so I, we really chose who we were putting Jennifer in there. It wasn't just, it wasn't just, you know, who had a great credit score and could afford it. It was very, very selective tenant profile. And honestly, it was great. We had a quiet, um, young woman with her dog who had just graduated, got herself a great job. Um, she was on path to a really great career. She wasn't the first one working nights. Um, it, e- like an evening type of thing. Like she'd work like 12 to 12 to eight. And then on the weekends, her boyfriend lived out of town. So every single weekend she left and was gone all weekend. Yeah. So she literally, um, got up at a very reasonable hour in the morning, took her dog out for a couple hours every single day, mm-hmm. came back, got showered, got ready for work, went to work, came home and went to bed. And it was good. Every she, single was, day. she was sleeping while we were at home working, which is pretty quiet during the day. Yeah. During the day is actually our most quiet. When, when the kid comes home for school, she was at work. She was at work. Yeah. So like then I didn't have to worry about you know being loud, noisy dad because it wasn't affecting her. Yeah. Right. So it it worked out great. Yeah. So yeah, that would be like, it, and it can work out really good. And it's awesome to have somebody paying such a huge portion of your living expenses. Um, like it's a great situation to be in. You just need to be very selective and be okay waiting for the perfect tenant mm-hmm. because otherwise like you can make it a nightmare for yourself. So yeah. My, my, so that was our experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but what I would recommend is that just know, obviously think about the, the rewards you're going to get. Obviously Gabby just mentioned that you know, having someone paying for a large percentage of your living expenses is great. Just also be aware, and I want you to be conscious ahead of time of what you are giving up, and that's your freedom. Really, so like that—that's like because if you if you just walk into it th- only thinking about the money, yeah, then no, that you'll be tiptoeing, and that you'll be. Your conversations will need to be quiet and <laughs> you lose a little bit of your, your freedom, your personal space. Um, you, you can't be as open. And if, if, if your significant other is being a dink and you want to tell him or her that they're being a dink, you have to be a little more quiet. So you're just going to be like, you're being a real big you're asshole lucky, right now. You're lucky I can't yell right now because she's home. <laughs> and it's, it, it does when you really, you just want to scream at the top of your lungs. And you should be able to. This is your home. I think the you hardest You should be able to thing, make a scene in front of your family. <laughs> I think the hardest thing, actually, now that I'm thinking back on it, I think it was harder when your sister was living there because she was a night owl. And especially when um, her boyfriend moved in and mm-hmm. then the kids were there every other weekend, um, they would stay up really late and they would sleep in really late. And so when we woke up, crack it on in the morning, keep telling Everly, quiet, you need to be quiet. 
be quiet like all the time. Yeah. I think it was hard on all of us, like yes. super hard on all of us. But especially like I can deal with it, Wayne can deal with it. But to be to, to tell a kid they need to tiptoe around when they're like three, four years old, like when you're trying to get them ready to brush their teeth to get ready for school. Yeah. And and they're, and they're not and they're and they're losing their mind like every kid <laughs> in the morning. Stop crying. Stop crying right now. Yeah. Otherwise I'm taking all your toys. And me, I'm trying to say this quietly because I can't yell either. Yeah. So I guess the lesson there would be your biggest consideration is, is what kids? what is no what is the downstairs tenant schedule? Yeah. And do they match your schedule? Do they go to bed around the same time as you and wake up around the same time as you? Maybe not the most easy questions to ask your prospective mm -hmm. tenant. What is your sleep schedule? But if you tell them why and that you want to make sure you guys are a really good match, I think they'd understand and be grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe they'll say, you know what? To be honest, I don't think this is going to work. Yeah, right? perfect. Better to know that up front. And you can say just like all of our other rental properties. And, and consider this with all of your suite of properties as well, right? You should be trying to match your tenants, Yes. right? Yeah. To the best of your ability. Mm -hmm. So um, maybe maybe not you know, the answer you're looking for, but I, I try and give perspective, right? Um, I'm not saying don't do it. And I'm not saying absolutely just jump right into it. I'm, I'm giving you a little bit of perspective of things to expect mm -hmm. so that you can choose the right tenant um, to make sure that you have a good living experience for all parties. Six minutes over. Gab's giving me the wrap it up. Um, guys, join us tomorrow uh, for our special guest, Frazier Naibo. Um, talking about the market in Saskatoon, flipping and apartment buildings. We will see you guys tomorrow. Have a fantastic Tuesday. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.